People, Deluded, I'm back again. Welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast, the DG Podcast, the Really and Truly Podcast. Please make sure you're following across, across sorry, Apple, Spotify and the rest of it. Obviously, while I do love doing the podcast with you lot, um, and I know I pull it on YouTube, you know, for those of you that get it first, it's actually not on YouTube. So some of you might not actually be aware that I'm a content creator on YouTube. So make sure you head over to Ludigoon, to Deludigoon04, hit the sub button. Um, hope you all doing well and safe this morning people welcome back to another edition of the podcast as i said i hope you're all doing well and safe i hope you're in good spirits it's wednesday so i hope you're all moving closer towards your goals dreams hopes and aspirations we're at the halfway point in the week you still have enough time to have a good week you know have a week of celebration come friday so sorry people so for you, as you lot know, I do this very early in the morning. I can't lie. I don't think there's much to speak about. So let's address the elephant in the room. Let's speak about the Euros. Now, Spain versus Italy. Italy versus Spain. If you was there for my live stream, my live watch along, I called it. I said 1-1 penalties. And I think the game lived up to the hype. Obviously... It's, a, it's, it's what footballs are out. The ecstasy, the emotions. Look at what Spain went through from going behind, you know, to getting back in the game, to seeing, you know, Italy actually missed the initial penalty. It had everything. Obviously, the first half was a bit toothless, you know. Obviously, first five minutes were a very positive start, I felt, from the Italians. Um, then Spain, it was all Spain, really. They played good football. They stopped Italy getting out their own half. There was occasions that Italy shown that that high line was going to get Spain in problems. And, you know, Emerson on a couple of occasions went forward for Italy. But generally, it was a low-key affair. I think in the first half, there was one shot on target between the two teams. And I actually think it was the Italians. Um, so, yeah, man, I think Spain played better than, than, than we thought. It was a good game of, of what I call chess, man. It was very congested at times. Then at times, it was using the wide areas. It, came very, it became very open in the second half. Obviously, Morata, the ecstasy of coming off the bench and scoring and then missing a penalty, it's, it's a madness. You know, Danny Alma had a good game, but everyone's just going to remember the penalty you missed. Um, where Morata is concerned, the same said for him. Personally, I felt some players just never turned up. You know, a couple of players look like they're not ready for this level. As Jarrod, Pedri's amazing and I'm tired, in a positive way, I'm tired of speaking out about Pedri. He's the worst kept secret. As Jarrod was not cut out for this level. You know, Eric Garcia, for me, struggled in particular. Um... So, yeah, it was a good game and it went to the Italians. And you could see, even when it went to penalties, you knew the Italians were going to win. There was too much smiles. I'm not being naive. Of course, maybe Italy had their pre-planned penalty takers. Maybe they had the tactics board like Luis Enrique. But you could see Morata's face didn't look confident. You could see the Spaniards didn't look confident. There seemed a, a healthy arrogance with the Italians. And what I mean by that is they prepared. They probably prepared for this scenario twice over. They prepared for penalties. They prepared to not have possession. And, you know, Spain's losses, Italy's gain. Italy deserved to be in the final. You know, and I, I think what you saw yesterday as well, you saw t two teams at two different, very very different cycles. I think there's an imbalance in the Spain squad. You know, a couple of players are probably too old to be relied on. You know, probably need to. I know there's a World Cup next year, but the likes of Alba, Aspilicueta, potentially Busquets, probably over relied on. Ojarabal, Garcia, Dani Almo, based on the whole tournament, they're not quite ready for this sort of level as you lot see it's not even to do with ability you need to be at a different level and I think you know you see it with Rashford when he's come off the bench for England he's looked woeful Bruno Fernandes has struggled you know the IQ has to be better Ozzyarabal should have definitely scored a header should have sorted out his first touch you know there's an imbalance you've got people like Pedri you've got people like Garcia you can build around Laporte is an old but there's an imbalance where you look at the Italians they've got a couple of younger players they've got a couple of people that are in their prime they've got a couple of people that are moving beyond the hill 
hill. But everything came in. You know, one Italian player I'd love to give credit to because he's not going to get the headlines is Chiellini, man, because he was on it defensively, in my opinion. Um, both teams had chances to wrap up the game, but it was a good game, really and truly, for the neutrals. And somebody had to win. And now Italy could look back now now being in the final. It's a terrific achievement for Mancini and his men, you know, undefeated so far in the Euros, you know, barely conceding any goals. Admittedly, the, the Italian wall's been broken the last couple of games now, but what did they expect? You know, I just saw a different cycle there, man. You know, maybe on another day, Mancini might have got in trouble with them subs because it seemed like he wrapped up the game too early and assumed that it was going to be a 1-1 affair. The second, both goals came in the second half, if you didn't know. Like I said, Spain Spain did okay. Spain, that's probably, for me, Spain's best game of the tournament because I think they struggled in their last two games to get through. They were quite lucky, really and truly. And this, this was coming, really and truly. They should have been, Italy probably shouldn't have conceded that goal. To be fair, Italy could have had, probably had a couple of more because as much as Spain were quote-unquote dominating there were occasions Italy sprung that high line um, it was a very game, good game of chess man especially in the midfield you know Jorginho forget the penalty he had a good game like you know obviously the penalties all that's going to get highlighted Pedri had a good game you know for me Chiellini did a madness real captain's performance personally I think Emerson did alright he's not Spinozola but he did alright Chiesa the difference maker again probably saved himself for being subbed up uh, you know when he did score probably saved himself for being subbed you know Unai Simone I don't know what he's on man you know people that come on there should never be a world where Unai Simone is special his first choice keeper there should never be a world of Dharma Traore's in the squad there should never be a, a, a world a lot of those players are in the, like Spain really do look well for when I know Luis Enrique was bullish after the after the game saying Spain have arrived let's be real it was your best game but you was tired man it was poor Italy just looked a better team really and truly if I'm Italian I'm thinking we should have wrapped that up ourselves because first five minutes I couldn't believe it I spilled a quarter Garcia, Laporte, giving poor passes away. It just looked like the Italians had something different in them. And I thought they were gonna they were gonna exploit that. Sorry, people. I don't know why my phone's decided to play stuff for you there. I don't know what it's on. But yeah, man, it's a fantastic game. And I'm happy for Roberto Mancini, to be fair with you. He deserves it. You know, he he, des he deserves a bit of luck and it's working alright for the Italians. Like obviously, hope there isn't too much there isn't too much joy because come Come Sunday, hopefully England are there and we do what needs to be done. If we can't do what needs to be done, then we're in problems, man. And you can't look past the Danish. Denmark deserve to be there. Um, deserve to be there on merit, man, is what it is. It's crazy. Um, so, yeah, man, it was a good game. And obviously, where, where that's concerned, I think I've got a bit of statistics that I saw and I DM'd them to myself yesterday. Um, Morato is the first ever Spanish player to score for both club and country at Wembley Stadium. I'm sure he's not going to care about that. Also, where Morata is concerned, six goals has me means he has scored more goals at the European Championships than any other Spanish player. He's, over, he's overtaken um, Fernando Torres, who was on five. Spain have failed to progress from the semi-final of a major tournament, World Cup slash Euros, for the first time in their history, having previously reached the final in each of their previous five semi-final appearances, people. Italy have now reached their 10th major um, tournament final, people. Only Germany have participated in more major tournament finals among the European nations. Shout out to Jorginho. Like I said, the, the, the penalty was an amazing penalty, but... 
And like I, before I say it, this is where obviously club football doesn't always correlate, but I just think this is a healthy reminder of people need to understand football for what it's worth. You know, Jorginho is a better midfielder than Bruno Fernandes. Obviously, Bruno Fernandes is more of a goal scorer and them things. They're the two different types, really. But that's what I mean by low IQ. Bruno Fernandes has had games like he did for Portugal, um, for United, where he stunk up the place and scored. Jorginho's been criticised. Sometimes Jorginho's form's been poor, but he's been criticised. And I think now especially English Premier League fans, you can see what Jorginho brings to the table. You can see a lot of these a lot of these players, what they bring to the table, quote-unquote. And you can see a lot of low IQ players struggling. That's why they're getting rubbed out. Um, like I said, his penalty was amazing, but he made eight interceptions versus Spain. That's a record for a player in a single match in the last two European championships, people. You know, you don't have... If Kante does that, everyone's waxing lyrical. And again, Pogba is another, re, another thing that helps. You get to see the levels at European competition. Um, who really is a baller and who, you know, are you gassing up? really and truly um so it was a fantastic performance people from them um so yeah man spain are in the final they'll rate denmark versus england we're gonna get into that in a sec people but i wonder if you lot actually saw you know colombia versus argentina i watched the highlights i didn't watch the whole game but i like the part of my language the shithousery you know martinez saved three penalties it would be nice you know we've got a keeper that can't save one um to be fair he saves Jorginho. Jorginho loves to miss against arsenal but yeah man you know you saw messi telling 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 yeri Mina dance now, dance now. You know, Martinez elite mind games. You know, Argentina are in a final against Brazil. It's going to be a good one where I don't want Neymar to lose. I don't want Messi to lose. So we're going to have to deal with that. So it is what it is, man. Shout to Imi Martinez. He made three penalty saves, people. You know, after obviously it ended 1-1 in normal time. Um, so, yeah, but back to back to the, the, to the to the Euros and whatnot. It's Denmark versus England. Like typical English fans, I've sat here and I've dreamed of, I thought I was guilty of thinking about Spain or Italy, which one I'd rather in the final, you know, but you can't look past them, Mark. You look past them, you're going to get eaten up. You know, like the Germans were on against us, like the Croatians, the Danish want to do it. They see the English as arrogant, not the players, but the society is arrogant. I can't lie, I think people misunderstand the it's coming home stuff. Um... I, I don't think people understand it. It's a bit of a joke. We obviously want to win it, but they think we're arrogant and Denmark want to shut us up. It almost feels like the whole of Europe are cheering for Denmark and they want us to lose. They want us to bottle. So any complacency, although this is great and the semi-finals was the minimum, we can't rest on our lows. There's a chance to achieve history. I haven't seen England win a trophy in my lifetime. I haven't definitely seen them go to a final. This is the chance. This is the chance for, you know, you apply yourself for 90 minutes, you win, you know, you get to the final and you apply yourself. This is the chance of eternal history history your names will permanently be etched you know whatever whether you're Tyrone Mings or Raheem Sterling you know your name will be etched in English history you know and then you've set us up perfectly for the World Cup next year where we got a walk before we can run yeah people can say it's been a Euros of surprise I told you lots Italy would go far yeah Spain uh ultimately Spain France Portugal bunch of the, the uh, Holland all of them flattered to deceive and none of them quite progressed to the scale we did but that's their fault in it England have taken advantage and it's, it's here you know one love to Denmark you know I don't I think it come it's now coming across as a bit condescending to keep mentioning Ericsson of course one love to Ericsson for being healthy you know big up um, the people them for inviting him to the to the final and apparently England are going to give him a signed shirt um, and obviously they are doing it for Ericsson and it is a bit of motivation but I think it's condescending now and it's a bit distasteful to everyone connected with Denmark and Ericsson to keep thinking that's the reason they're turning up you know it's happened now on a positive way the 29 year old's life can continue you know they're here because they want national pride you know 
And I'm sure there's a bit of banter. Like, I'm sure Heiberg and Kane, they've probably been in the Spurs WhatsApp group giving it. I'm sure Casper Smichael and although Jamie Vardy's not in the team, they've been giving it, you know. It's what it's it's one where Denmark can achieve history and they deserve it, really and truly. They deserve it. So we can't rest on our laurels like Gareth Southgate has been preaching, you know. We can't think of the final. We can't do any of that. You think of this 90 minutes. Fullbacks win your battles. Wingers win your battles. Defenders, midfielders win your individual battles. Everyone stand up to be counted. When everybody wakes up today, know that it's a serious thing you're dealing with. Like, you're not here on a joke thing. You're here to create history. Everything takes care of itself. Look at the Italians. Yeah, there was times they were out of possession. There was times it looked like it was going with Spain. For large periods of that game, Spain actually dominated. But they stuck to their task. They believed in themselves. You can see a nation that understands what they're doing before the tournament. And when you do that, everything falls into place. You know, obviously, I would have rather the Spanish than the Italians. I just think the Italians, if we get to the final, have too much for us. But hopefully there's a giant killing and things like that. Like I said, you can't look past Denmark. And, you know, Kasper Michael was in funny mood, people. And I know Kasper Michael is Danish and a proud Danish man. But, you know, he's... As English as they come, in my opinion, excluding his Denmark heritage without sounding disrespectful. He was in playful mood, as he said, has it ever been home? I don't know. Have you ever won it? And then he said, when, when reminded about 1966, was that not the World Cup? To be honest, I haven't given any thought to what it would mean to stop England more than what it would do for Denmark. And that's it. And I think that's the language I'm not really keen of, you know. Um it's almost about like Denmark's biggest achievement will be the taking England out of it and, and a controversial moment when, let's be real, that's a whole nation's chance to go to a final. That's big enough in itself, you know. Biggest game of many people's career. Many people in that Denmark team are not going to play at a higher level than this. Are not probably not. If Denmark go to the World Cup, I don't know if they've qualified. They're probably not going to go there. You know, this is the biggest game in a lot of people's career. There's not too many times if you look at Casmus Michael, Delaney, Braithwaite. Um, you know, there's not too many times you're going to have another opportunity to be here. You know, it's now or never. It's never or now. You know, it's time for history. And again, I would like to win in normal time because I think penalties can be cruel like you saw yesterday. Shout out to Pedri. Like I said, I'm specifically not speaking on Pedri because the man, the, the fact that that man is 17, 18, it's not real. He needs to, someone needs to check his birth certificate. Different level. And I said it on my live stream. I'm going to say it again. God knows, I, I don't, I'm not going to say any other names, but I think by the time that guy is 28, 30, 35, he will be one of the best Spanish players to have ever played and one of the most decorated in his position. I think Pedri is messed. You know, Pedri is messed. Messed. This guy was at Las Palmas two years ago. Now look at him. Bossing Champions League games against Juventus. Bossing it at this level. And he's only going to get better. You know, in many aspects, he does show his age. But in many aspects, you wouldn't know his age. You couldn't get the ball off him in the telephone booth, people. You saw it yesterday. You know, literally only probably about two misplaced passes. The man's messed. Very good baller. Um, and obviously, to go back to that Italian game, you know, that left-hand side for Italy was probably the stronger side. Um, sorry, left-hand side for Spain, right-hand side for Italy, where it was all coming from. I can't lie, Thiago stunk up the place with his little cameo. Great penalty, but he was atrocious when he came off the bench. Don't understand why he doesn't play more, but if he plays like that in training, I understand why Enrique don't play him. You know, and Luis Enrique's made some very weird decisions at this Euros. But moving forward, people, like I said, um, to be honest, I've focused very little on the England national team. It doesn't really mean anything to me. It's it's what it would do for our people back home. The joy it would bring to a country of only five and a half million to be able to do something like that or compete with the nations we're competing with. And that's true, people. When you look at it, Denmark's only major tournament success came in their extraordinary Euro 1992 triumph when obviously Peter Schmeichel was there. And you look at it, you know, 
Casper Michael's a Premier League winner. His dad is, you know, I'm sure he wants to win the Euros. And, you know, I can't lie, man. If Denmark get to the final, cheeky tenor on them. You know, cheeky, you know, I back Italy to win whoever they play, but a cheeky 10 or 100 quid on 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 the loser, really, because there might be, you know, since 2018, the world's been a bit mad and upsets have been happening across all sports and things like that. So, you know, the Danish are on this thing, you know, as they should. It's not about, obviously, it's about tactics and all those things, but to a degree, it's not, you know, Spain versus Italy, it weren't, yeah, look, it was a tactical battle at times between Mancini and, 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 and Enrique, but past the 50th minute or probably the 20 minutes into the half tactics into the first half tactics went out the window it's about who wanted it more it's about national pride it's about all them sort of things there so it is well it is in that regards people we're gonna have to see man did i ever picture well i did think italy could get to the final but i did definitely didn't think england or denmark so you would have obviously have sat here and said you know the many big nations that have gone out but that's the beautiful thing about football man and i mean this weekend football should be set up perfectly you've got you know, two South American power power heavyweights in Argentina and Brazil. Brazil versus Argentina in the Copa America final. And then you've got Italy versus whoever wins today out of Denmark in England. Good little bit of football. And it's quite sad the Euros is coming to an end, really. I've enjoyed it with you guys, people. Um, moving away from all, of, from all of that, though, as I said, man, um, England to present Denmark with a signed shirt in support of Ericsson. Um, it is what it is in that regards, people. That's a good gesture, I feel, from the club. I mean, from the country. Um, in a bit of, like I said, there isn't much to talk about, people, but in a bit of sad circumstances, you know, Barcelona sponsors have been on to them. Apparently, Barcelona forwards Osman Dembele and Griezmann have apologised for a video released in 2019 in which they appeared to mock hotel staff in Japan, but denied their comments were racist. Um, you know, and I think Japan, you know, there's a bit of, controversy going on with the olympics you know they're banning certain hairstyles allegedly they're banning black lives matter and sit and kneeling you know it does come across as anti-blackness i can't lie to you and silencing the olympic people from having a voice yeah they're olympians but they have a voice and football mirrors society so i think it can be described as potentially a bit mad but anyways people you know dembele and griezmann it's absolutely shocking and disgraceful no one deserves to be racially abused whatever they've done no one deserves to be mocked for the way they look and it's atrocious and for griezmann in particular this is the not that you know dembele you're as bad as him but you know blackface and now this griezmann you're not looking good it's not looking good right now it's not looking good at all my guy um but apparently the video recorded by dembele during barcelona's pre-season tour of japan ahead of the 2019 20 season Season, was leaked on social media and showed both players laughing at a group of hotel staff who were working to fix a television. It took place in Japan. It would it, it could have taken place anywhere on the planet and I would have used the same expression, said Dembele on Instagram. I was therefore not targeting any community. I just happened to use this type of expression with my friends regardless of their origin. I mean, you know, that's a bit of saving face. You know he's been an idiot and you know, you know, the writing's on the wall. Just accept your L, say sorry, express extreme gratitude and then it is what it is. It took place in Japan. It could have taken place anywhere on the planet and I would have used the same expression. I was therefore not targeting any community. I just happened to use this type of expression with my friends regardless of their origins, trying to save face. This video has since been made public. I appreciate therefore it could have hurt people present in these images. Because of this, I would like to sincerely apologise to them. Griezmann has said, despite doing blackface and this and probably a bunch of other incidences, um, you know, blissful ignorance is the best way I'd describe it. Griezmann said he was completely against all forms of discrimination. Stop discriminating against people then. What's going on? For the past few days, certain people have wanted to paint me as someone that I'm not. I mean, you painted yourself as it. 
Um, I firmly refute the accusations made against me and I'm sorry if I've offended any of my Japanese friends. If you have, though, you've been a twat. Like, come on, there's no place for this. And, you know, why when people are called out over racism or silly, ignorant comments, do they, you know, act shocked or act like, you know, despite be doing racist things, everyone's in no position to call you that. You shouldn't have done it, you know. And if it never got, got leaked and whatnot, no one would know. So you're not happy. You're not, you're not you know, trying to learn from your mistakes, just accept your L, shut up, stop discriminating against people, you know, donate to a, you know, a Japanese cause or something, a charity helping people in Japan, that would show you're sorry and move on and you could hear Barcelona sponsors, they're rightly so pissed off about this, so again, Barcelona where we all know they're broke, they can't even announce the signings formally or better yet, register Eric Garcia, Depay and all these guys because they're broke and I'm sure they don't, if you're broke, you don't want to lose more peas, so you're messing about for them and really truly away from that though people we've heard a lot in relation I, I can't i ain't got the article to hand but you've heard there's been a covid outbreak via the telegraph at one football club which is down to, is, which is bound to disrupt pre-season as a lot of people are returning apparently the premier league will continue exploring the possibility of a covid certification to gain entry to stadiums next season even though the government has no immediate plans to make them mandatory certificate Pardon me, certification providing proof of full vaccination, a recent negative test or immunity via the NHS app is being trialled at events such as Wimbledon and Euro 2020, which are part of the government's ongoing events research programme. I think it's a bit humane, it's inhumane, it's a bit of tracking people. I am not doing that. If that means I can't go and see Arsenal again, I'm not doing that. It makes me feel uncomfortable with this government. You know, again, they're probably just gathering your data for other pretenses. This is a government and Boris Johnson who, you know, We've already known it, but things have become leaked. They've not tried to help anyone with COVID. They've tried to actively make people catch it. They've tried their best to make, you know, across many different um, incidences, even with this track and trace thing, how much money's been swindled, you know. I would say in futures, in futures, you know, in future years, people will be made to pay for their sins. But again... Glenn Feld is still looking for justice. These people have no morals. They have no moral compass. They're, you know, they're the devil, really. I can't lie to you, you know absolutely the devil but that's where that's concerns people um is there anything else to talk about you know the most interesting thing i saw is danny ings wants to leave southampton now apparently they want adam armstrong from blackburn which would be a good season signing for them i think he prior to ivan tony obviously getting promoted he's one that's gone away from newcastle learned his trade a bit i've done videos on him i think it's time to try the premier league really and truly but I can't begrudge Danny Ings, you know. Apparently, he's rejected an offer that would make him Southampton's highest paid player. At 29, I'm sure if he was offered a chance to go back to Liverpool, he would. He wants to try a big team, you know. He was linked with, well, it's not a big team, but he was linked with Spurs. United wanted him. He was aggressively linked with City and that might be an option. I don't know where he'd go, man. I don't know if the top teams, you know, he's got a year left. So, Southampton are going to have to show some willingness or lose him on a free. I don't know if people want to go for him a year from now. Um, which suddenly they probably will because obviously, as you lot know, it's that age-old thing, you know, whether that's going to be Pogba, Ings, Mbappe. When you when you got a year left on your deal, even William at Chelsea, you start seeing people play out of their skin. So it could be an interesting one. I'd take Ings at Arsenal really and truly, but it don't really make sense. I do want someone a bit younger. Um, you know, Ings, is, Ings owes Southampton nothing. Southampton could feel a bit of way, you know, because Ings' stock was a bit on the floor at Liverpool. You know, he went on loan at Southampton. He's rebuilt himself, but... You know, you bought him because you saw something in him and his ability. He owes them nothing. Apologies, he's 28. So I can't begrudge him, you know. It's a chance to get play for a bigger club, play in Europe potentially. Obviously, 
he was rejected an offer that could make him the highest paid player at Southampton, but their offer to make him the highest paid, let's just say at United, that might just be something that the little man are on. The, the guys that have signed their first pro deal, obviously I'm exaggerating, but you get the point. So there is a money aspect to it and I can't begrudge him for that. You know, it's a short career. Whether who goes for him or not, maybe the COVID market got, gone against him. You know, Chelsea need a striker. You know, can you really go from Lukaku, Haaland to Ings? I'm not trying to criticise Ings. Can Ings be the guy? You know, I think Ings would score a lot of goals. I think Ings is one of those players. He played better in a better team with respect to Southampton. Um, for what it's worth, though, people, um, there's been lengthy discussions to extend his um, his, his his term past 2022. And apparently there was optimism. Apparently they presented him with a fresh four-year deal. This is Southampton to Ings. That would have made him the best-placed player in their history. But the former Liverpool attacker is understood to have rejected it as he targets another chance to join a team competing towards the top of the table. I mean, I can't lie, Southampton for Spurs, it is a step up, but I'd rather go Leicester, where I, I don't think Leicester are going for him. If Spurs are in for you, know, it could be a merry-go-round. Kane leaves, you could go in. We've spoken about City. You know, ironically, I can't lie, I don't think he gets into Liverpool's starting eleven, but he's a better striker than Origi. So, again, a return to Anfield, could that be it? If, if Lacazette leaves and we can't get anyone else, I mean, I don't know why you join Arsenal, but like Spurs, but... I'll take him and I'm. who knows he might even try the abroad thing who knows people but he's been presented with a four year deal and said no to it people simply put um, so we'll have to see what happens in that regard sorry people but I want to go back to Gareth Southgate apparently Gareth Southgate has said England's major tournament record is, is often overstated as he aims to lead them to their first final since victory at the 1966 World Cup I mean it can't be overstated when last did we win a thing um, it is well it is people let me see what he said we don't have as good as football history as we'd like to believe sometimes I mean we don't have a good footballing pedigree we've got years of making the wrong decisions bottling finals bottling penalties you know talking about this squad can't play together because of this don't get it twisted I'm very fond of Southgate and regardless of what happens I'd like to actually issue an apology to Southgate if he wins I'll do a dedicated video on it because I didn't believe I still don't believe in you but I didn't believe in you in this tournament at the end of the day, you're in the semis. You said the semi-finals is the minimum. You've got the semi-finals. Still bewildered with a lot of tactical decisions you make and sorry, people drop something and and stuff you do. But I, who am I to criticize it? Because it's working. I can't lie to you lot. On another, you you cherry pick the the German game. You know it was an individual bit, bits of brilliance from our players and players in particular. The same, obviously, you know the same goes for the last game, really and truly against the Ukraine. Well, Ukraine was a bit different because they didn't really look on it from the start. But we haven't played played amazing. We haven't even played to the level of Spain or Italy and eat of that game yesterday, if I'm completely honest. We've just scumbagged it in patches. On another day, the German game, the Croatian game, the Scottish game, uh, you know, every game we played could have been different. We haven't had that perfect performance yet, quite like the others, but it doesn't matter. Anyways, I'd give credit to Southgate. You know, again, you've got to get your tactics spot on. You know, again, it's nothing tactics and that goes out the window. We'll have to see. Apparently, these players are making massive strides and breaking barriers all the time. We have broken barriers in this tournament and we have another opportunity to do that. We have never been to a European Championship final, so we can be the first, um, which is really exciting for everyone. Facts, people. And obviously... If you look, if you look at it, you know we've we've had a fa we've had a favourable cup thingy, man. You know when was the only game? I swear we've only played like two games max away from Wembley. Something tells me the Scottish game. In fact, I might be lying. Cause I'm sure that's at Wembley. We've definitely played one game in Rome, but the majority has been at Wembley. We're at Wembley tonight. 
We're at Wembley in the final, provided we get there. You know, these these things can make the difference. It's very interesting in that. But yeah, man, it's a chance to make history. And either way, like I was saying, big up Southgate because it's something to build upon for the World Cup. Still not think you should get a new deal. Still not convinced with your tactics. But credit where due, even though I can nitpick and say, why didn't Grealish start? Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? Why mount in the 10 and not play him next to Calvin Phillips and drop Rice? These things, you're what it's working. So until it's not working, I can't say anything, people. So there's a chance of history for both teams, you know. There's a chance of legacy for both teams. You know, there's a couple English players that might not be around next time. There's a couple of young players that, you know, you're going to play at a number of Euros, you know. You look at Mason Mount, you've had a great year. You've won Champions League. Can you get a Euro? Sa um, Saka, it's been a roller coaster two years, really. You've gone from playing under 18s to playing for England and winning an FA Cup. Can you win the Euros, you know. Harry Kane. Can you get that fetish for trophies, that, that taste of trophies where you can't get at your North London club? If you want to sign for a North London club, Harry Kane, sign for Rongans. Because obviously, I won the league. I can help you. Spurs can't do that. But you get the point. There's a chance of legacy. Some of you might not even go to the World Cup next year. So this might be a last chance of silverware, you know. And again, for me, I think there's good building blocks. I love the togetherness. I like how these players play together. I personally think in a day and age of... You not know, especially in Europe, there's a lot of far-right stuff. You know, the government is blaming a lot of problems on foreigners when they're stealing from their fellow countrymen. Obviously, there's a lot of damn right racism. And it's, you know, it's 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 appalling, you know. And I think the Euros have shown there's some good examples. Not that, listen, I hate the whole, you've got to be a footballer or you've got to be someone to show that, you know, you're a good person. I hate that. The notion that somebody has to be a footballer or someone in the public eye or doing something quote-unquote exceptional to be treated equally is appalling. But it's a fantastic example, you know. Winning The winning penalty was scored by a, by a Brazilian for, for Italy, you know. France have gone out, but look at it, you know. A Jamaican-born man is, is the top goal scorer for England. You get it. There's many different examples. You look at the Danish squad. How many guys are, are, are not there? You look, there's many different examples as well. There's many positive examples. And, you know, if only... Uh, we should celebrate the differences. You know, I don't believe in colour blindness, especially as a young black boy, you know, who is proud of my Barbadian... I'm about to say Barbadian. I don't like that term. Of my Bayesian and Jamaican heritage. I'm very proud of it. So when people say they don't see colour in things, that's an insult to me. I'm sure it's an insult to people of Asian heritage and people of other things. That's, that's you know, we're not colourless. We're not... We're none of that, you know. But what we should be able to do as a society is if there's an English man, a Jamaican man, a Ghanaian man, an Indian man, a Pakistani man, a South American man, I'm trying to co cover every region, Serbian man, we can see we're all different, celebrate that we're all different in many ways, celebrate diversity, but fundamentally remember, you cut us open, we all bleed red, you know, we're all human, it doesn't matter where you're from, you judge a man or a woman or whatever on their principles and how they carry themselves and how they treat others, not prejudices, you know, but I, I listen, racism is never going to end because it's, in hum it's, it's, it's ingrained in humans to want to be better than everybody and that's what annoys me, you know, celebrate differences. You know, celebrate diversity. But it is where it is, people. You know, obviously, one thing I hate more than... I'm not, no, I'm not, that's a lie. I don't hate it more than racism, but I hate it. One thing I hate as much as racism is online trolling and people doing neaky things and moving mad. Now, as you lot have seen, a Singapore, Singapore man, Singa, a man in Singapore, Singaporean, has been handed a nine-month probation order for sending death threats to Premier League footballer Neil Mupay. You know, Derek... 
NG Diren 19 sent the messages after obviously Brighton beat Arsenal. He was arrested this year after messages were traced back to Singapore. Apparently, under the order, will he'll avoid prison but serve 40 hours of community service and undergo counselling people. He'll also be required to obey, obey a nightly curfew between 10 and 6 p.m. His mother has posted two bags. £2,689 in bail, people, to meet his conditions. So, again, you've cost your mother a lot of peas, you know. Use your internet. You see what happens when these neeks are not using their internet to go on Pornhub and that. They're using it to troll people. And, you know, it is what it is. It's sad to say, but I genuinely think we're going to see something where someone's going to track down a troll. And I don't mind them. I, I, listen, if trolls talk, I'm of, I, listen, the way I've grown up in life, you don't talk nonsense. You don't say something online or you don't say something to someone you're not going to say in their face. So I'm like Vardy says, chat shit, get banged. I've got no sympathy if people get punched up for racism and trolling and moving mad online. Equally, I'm scared because it's costing the the people who will be abused, it's costing their mental health and it's not going to end well, you know. One of these trolls is going to get tracked down and killed one day. Honest to God, I don't want to put a, a downer on this, but that's how it's going to get because it might be seen as banter or whatever, but, you, you know, you're harassing someone and, you know, it's a matter of time before someone tracks down an IP address and finds you and it, it ends it ends in a sad story, you know. You would think many people, you know, I, I don't like the internet in it because I think with my DG Nation, big up to everyone and stuff, there's many examples of it being used for positivity, but I just think too many people project. I just think too many people are sad of the sad with their life you know and they just go and troll and abuse and just look to water down people's happiness and get at their looks and you know it's like with social media anytime someone posts something positive people start hating you know i saw some some lady she got a car you know first car as you'd expect a modest car that's a good achievement people are belittling it you know you see people are just bad vibes online you know and this is why i always say you shouldn't let anyone belittle your achievements like for me I remember someone was like, oh, you only got 30-odd thousand subscribers. I was like, cool, you can say what you want, innit? I ain't seen your YouTube channel, so I've not that I do this, you got more than me, I got more than you, Ting, but you ain't done that. And for me, no one can take that away from me. That might not be an achievement to many people. That might be a little man thing to anyone, but for me, that's the greatest thing ever because there's not been too many things I've been proud of in my life and no one could take that away from me. And I wish everyone can do that because I just feel the internet is mad. That's why I try and keep it at arm's length, man. It's... it's there's just no need, man. There's just no need to be twats. Like, why can't people just be nice people, man? Like, it's not hard. Like, it's not hard to just be nice. You know, use the internet for motivational purposes rather than hate. When I see someone that's doing something good, I look at it as, yeah, man. Man can do that as well. Or, you know, I can do something like that. I don't I don't look to it to be little people. It's crazy, man. It's absolutely crazy, man. But to wrap this up, like I said, they ain't got nothing else to talk about, people, but there's a little bit of a time filler. Let's see what the BBC News column is saying in relation to transfers, people. Allegedly, Gareth Bell, 31, may retire from club football once his 600000 a, 600, a week deal with Real Madrid ends. People, I'm sorry for mispronouncing that, but my word, that was a mazzolini, wasn't it? Absolute mazzolini. Imagine 600 bags a week. Is that including everything, sponsors and that? No way that's a base salary. No way. Maybe that's a spelling mistake from the mail here, but it is what it is. Apparently, Crystal Palace have opened talks to bring Manchester Manchester City forward Morgan Rogers to the to the to, to, to Crystal Palace. He had a loan spell in League One last year. He's quite a decent player, people, really. You know, I wanted him when he was at West Bromwich Albion. I don't know if he'll step straight into the first team, but I can probably imagine his first team chances would probably be a lot better at 
Crystal Palace, then Manchester Manchester City. And apparently, you know, Mikel Elise, I haven't seen official confirmation, but he's joining Crystal Palace from Reading. So there's some interesting signings and developments happening, people. So we'll have to see what happens. Apparently, Calvin Phillips, 25 years of age, is happy at Leeds and has no desire to leave. We'll test that resolve um, in a bit. Um, Aston Villa are still on the case with Smith Rowe. Check out my YouTube content. And by the time this comes out, I'll be live at 11.30am. So I'd like to see you all there. Also, um, apparently Chelsea and Arsenal are monitoring Bayern Leverkusen and Burkina Faso international Edmund Tatsuola. Um, we'll have to see what happens there. Brighton are still being are still negotiating with Arsenal over Ben White. Apparently Southampton are, are confident of securing... Manchester United defender Brendan Williams on, on loan for the forthcoming season. Burnley have shown interest in free agent Wayne Hennessy. Chelsea also won him in Villa. Barcelona will offer Chelsea the chance to sign Antoine Griezmann. Boy, they need money, innit? Manchester United and Arsenal are looking to make a move for Barcelona centre-back in Titi. Where have we heard that? Apparently, Arsenal are still looking at our people, which I want. Um... Yeah, man. Tottenham have stepped up their interest in Bosnian in Bosnian in the thirty-one-year-old Bosnian international and former Juventus player Pjanic. I want at Arsenal people, but in relation to the transfer gossip, that's that, man. And I think that takes us just over the half an hour mark, people. Like I said, it's a bit dry. Like I'm quite concerned for my DG podcast. There's not really too much news developing in the footballing world. But we spoke about transfers. We spoke sadly about the racism incident. We touched on the Premier League with COVID allegedly. You know, we obviously spoke about the Euros. We reviewed the game that happened last night between Italy and Spain, Spain and Italy. And you've got England, Denmark, Denmark, England now. On that, that brings an end to this, people. But the DG content never, ever stops, people. As I said, please make sure you're checking out my live streams at 11.30am. I'm going to be doing another watch along for England versus Denmark, which I'll be live on my YouTube channel from 7.30pm. Um, Wednesday, if you don't know what type, what day I'm referring to. If you didn't, there'd be problems. Please make sure you're following me across all my socials. Links are in the description. Deludaguna04. Twitch, Deludaguna187. Um, and more importantly than that, stay safe. Like I said, at the start, it's Wednesday it's the halfway point in the week let's all have a good week to remember where we've accomplished our goals hopes dreams and aspirations or at least moved closer than we was last week more importantly than that please stay safe I'm wishing you all good health and them sort of things there and I'd like to extend that to your family and loved ones hope to see you lot tune in again but for now people it's been a fantastic podcast I'm out and thank you very much